Welcome to the Goat District Waiver Wire Show. Uh, this is uh, exciting. We're going to call this the OG Live Wire. We're going to be bringing this to you every single Tuesday. Hopefully, it's going to help you uh, win some of your leagues. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash off is the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. So we hope everybody had a great start to their fantasy season. Uh, week one can be uh, can be a little tilting. Um, you know, we saw some huge performances uh, from some wide receivers that we were on. Uh, we saw a couple lackluster performances. Uh, overall, it was, it was a pretty good week for the GOAT District teams. We had Andrew Schellenberg, Dan Williamson, and myself. We split an NFFC Super and we're currently... The uh, first in the standings there, uh, we split an FFPC varsity and we're currently first in the standings there. Uh, and then JD, uh, Andrew, Dan, and myself split um, an FFPC main event. And we lost week one, but we put up uh, 150 plus. Uh, and we have, a, we have a couple of uh, very intriguing guys on our bench that we think are going to come through for us. So we have high hopes for that team as well. It's nice to get off to a hot start. Uh, but I think you've got to also look at the amount of points your team is scoring. You don't want to be like a paper tiger who's like 2-0, but putting up, you know, 125. I think you really have to be realistic with some of the guys on your team. Um, and that's sort of how I'm approaching it. Um, so we had an awesome time in Vegas. If anybody has an opportunity to, um, you know, go there for live drafts, it's, it's an awesome experience. I got to meet a lot of GOAT District listeners uh, in person. Um, from the FFPC and also from the NFFC. Uh, and we've got our FFWC listeners as well. Um, it's, it's really nice uh, when people come up and tell us that they listen to the show um, and that it helps them with their process. I think that we've done a great job of bringing on guests this summer. Um, hopefully we got you prepared for your drafts and uh, you're able to crush it this year. Um, so basically this show is going to be a short one. We're going to do it every single week. Uh, time is TBD. Um, but it's going to be on Tuesdays. And I want to keep it short and sweet. I think some of these waiver wire shows uh, run long. And I also want to talk about guys that are available to you in your leagues. I think there's a lot of uh, waiver wire shows out there that, you know, and some good ones that are going to tell you to go pick up guys like Darrell Henderson. Uh, if you're listening to the GOAT District, Darrell Henderson's probably not available in your league. Um, so with respect to those shows, I want to look at guys who are, basically 
or less rostered in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Um, why do I use Yahoo? Because Yahoo is easy to navigate, easy to look at player percentages. And I do have two uh, Yahoo home leagues. Um, one is a 17-man uh, roster league, and one is like 14. So they're a little deeper than some home leagues, but I, I think it gives me a little bit of uh, information that I can gauge. Um, just real quick to touch up on a couple of injuries. Uh, we have clarity now on Elijah Mitchell. Um, it looks like he's going to miss eight weeks. Uh, it's a tough call. Uh, if you don't have an IR spot, uh, it's it's a tough player to hold. Um, this is a interesting backfield dynamic. Uh, there is players we're going to talk about on the show, um, but I think it's a it's something you've got to gauge. It's really difficult to hold a player for eight weeks with no guarantee that he's going to come back and dominate carries or usage. Um, you know, Mitchell had surgery this past offseason. Um, I would try to hold him. If you have an IR spot, I would absolutely hold him. But it's it's something that you want to, you know, think about because when you have that roster spot locked down by an injured player, that's one less spot that you can hit the waiver wire with. When, waiver, when the bye weeks start, which I believe is week six, then you've got another hole in your in your bench that is basically just a a, a dead ticket in a twenty man roster league. So you've got to really think about it. Um, if I was gonna if I was fifty fifty on cutting him, I would probably do it this week um, because I would want to take a look at some of the guys we're going to discuss tonight and potentially maybe their roles are going to expand. Um, if I was going to hold them, I'm, I would just, you know, bite the bullet and hold them, but understand that there's some risk with that. I've uh, got a couple comments. Famous Jay's in the house. Hey, Famous Jay, how you doing? 1912 Fantasy. Glad to see you made it out of Vegas alive. It was a very, very wholesome Vegas trip. A lot of drafting, nothing too crazy. I had a chance to go to Circus Sports um, for the Sunday night game. That is just an awesome, awesome, awesome sports book. If anybody gets a chance to go out there, uh, that was a really cool place to be. Jose Pena, thank you, Theo. Everyone in the GOAT district had a great, has been a great help. Uh, we appreciate you as well, Jose. There's my man, Cody Carpentier. If you didn't listen last night, Cody came on um, the GOAT district tailgate, um, which was awesome. Uh, anytime Cody comes on, he drops some great stuff. Um, and it was also hanging out, great hanging out with Cody uh, out in Vegas. Um, and we also have. The Coven, if you have less than eight bench spots and no IR help, you got to let them go. Yeah, I, pr I think I probably agree with you there, uh, Coven. Um, and shout out to Harry Snowman, first timer here. Uh, good to have you here, Harry Snowman. Um, hopefully we can be help to your waivers. So basically, I want to start at the quarterback position. Um, most leagues I'm in, Jameis Winston is unavailable. Um, he's already rostered, but he would be an intriguing player to add. Um, he's, he's available in 54% of Yahoo leagues. It looks like he's got some very viable weapons. We didn't see Alvin Kamara do much. Um, but we did see some great things from Michael Thomas, some great stuff from Jarvis Landry. Um, Chris Olave was a little quiet, but we know he's got a lot of talent. Um, so that was, that was great to see. Uh, Justin Fields, again, a guy who might not be available to you in, you know, if you play 20-man leagues like FFWC, FFPC, NFFC, but he is available to you um, in – looks like he's only rostered in 39% of Yahoo leagues. 
I'm intrigued by Fields. They had kind of a, a mosh pit type game. It was muddy. It was not a great for fantasy to, to have, uh, you know, Chicago and San Francisco playing in that conditions. But he did see 11 rushing attempts, which is very promising. Uh, so those two guys are, are intriguing. But the two players I wanted to talk about, you know, maybe you lost to Dak Prescott. Um, it's I have two Dak Prescott teams. One actually won the week and put up a big score line. The guys around him were very good. I had another Dak Prescott team, which did very, very poorly. I needed the points on Sunday night, um, and that one did not go well. Um, but I think you can kind of look at it with a glass half full is sometimes in fantasy, you have a sunken cost where you draft a guy with expectations and then you kind of put up with it for a few weeks. I think it could have been the case in Dallas. Uh, Tampa really shut that offense down even before Dak got hurt. Um, I think that they don't have a whole lot of weapons in Dallas. And I think that could be a situation where they are, you know, going to struggle. So you're, you're maybe better off streaming and guess what? You're here. So the first guy I'm going to talk about, and this is, um, if anybody enjoys this podcast, I encourage you to go uh, read my article at Player Profiler. Um, I drop a written article. It comes out um, every Tuesday. We're going to try to drop it a little earlier next week. I think we're going to try to drop it on Monday evening, uh, where I'm where I basically do the same thing I'm doing here, um, and I drop a number of guys that I think you can get in your leagues. We have the 25% um, Yahoo cutoff. Um, but the quarterbacks that I'm looking at this week in my deeper leagues are Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota. Um, it's kind of funny to be talking about these guys this early in the season, uh, and we certainly at times have you know poked fun at Carson Wentz, but he's in a fantastic situation. Um, he's got a healthy Curtis Samuel to go along with Terry McLaurin and the rookie Jahan Dotson. Uh, he's got uh, Logan Thomas, a tight end. Uh, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are both very, very capable pass catchers at running back. And this past weekend, Carson Wentz uh, passed for four touchdowns and over 300 yards, um, and it was eye-opening. I got a chance to watch the replay of the game on NFL Plus, and Wentz looks locked in. And he has, you know, very good talent around him. And they also have a really nice matchup against Detroit this week. So I think that if you need a streaming quarterback, Wentz might be the one that I would look to, um, as crazy as that is. This this receiving core is going to elevate him this year. All he's got to do is find the open man. And I think that one of the most intriguing things about Wentz um, this past weekend was we didn't see McLaurin targeted. Uh, they're they were, he was still able to put up these stats without a big uh, Terry McLaurin game. I, I believe McLaurin only had four targets. Um, which is very low for him. So he's spreading it around. Uh, Dotson made just an eye-opening touchdown catch. Um, he's very, very good. I think he's going to beat expectations in Dynasty. Um, Samuel, we're going to talk about in a little bit. So Wentz would be my number one uh, recommendation at the quarterback position. My other streaming quarterback option is actually available in 91% of Yahoo leagues. And he's available in pretty much all of my high stakes leagues right now is Marcus Mariota, which seems a little crazy to say, but I think the Atlanta Falcons offense is, is, is functional. Um, they did not allow a sack against that, that new Orleans defensive front. That's a very strong defensive front. They held them without a sack. Um, Mariota will do sloppy things at times. Um, you know, you'll, but you know, again, we're not playing regular football out here. We're playing fantasy football 
and he's got a rushing floor that few quarterbacks have right now. He ran for 72 yards and a touchdown, um, and he had 12 carries, which is very impressive. Um, Kyle Pitts did nothing. Um, we know the kind of talent he has. Um, he did pretty much nothing against New Orleans, um, but Drake London really flashed. He had five uh, five catches, um, and Cordero Patterson is an absolute weapon out of that backfield for uh, for Mariota. So he's got some talented weapons around him. He's got the rushing upside. Um, I think if you're in a pinch, maybe, uh, you know, Wentz might not be available um, or you're just, you know, feeling loose. Mariota is one guy I would look at. I think that he's got a difficult matchup against the Rams this week. Um, But I think with his rushing floor, he's he's usable. Um, And the one thing we want to remember is that Arthur Smith, the head coach in Atlanta, had a great deal of success with Ryan Tannehill. Um, He had a top six quarterback uh, finish under Smith in Tennessee, um, and it was largely based on his ability as a, as a rusher. So if if you're going to see that sort of uh, rushing floor um, out of Mariota, um, then I think he could be a top 15 quarterback this year, and the good thing about him is he's going to be cheap for you. Um, moving on to the running back position, um, Isaiah Pacheco, Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, Kenny Gainwell, those guys should all be rostered. Those guys are not available to me in, in pretty much any of my, you know, 20-man formats. And I'd imagine most of them are rostered um, in your leagues as well. Uh, if any of them are available, go out and pick them up. Um, you know, Pacheco did most of his work in the fourth quarter, but he scored a touchdown and he looked good. So you can say it was in garbage time, but at the end of the day, rookie running backs roles increase. So I think Pacheco's one, you know, obviously should be rostered. Um, with all due respect to CEH, um, who knows where this goes? Although CEH looked very good pa- this past week. Uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, I'm, we have a lot of Khalil Herbert on the GOAT district. He's a uh, favorite of JD's. Um, and, you know, he looked good. He had a touchdown. Uh, he's like a handcuff plus. Jamal Williams had two touchdowns. Um, the way that Detroit offense is looking, you know, he should obviously be rostered. Um, and then Kenny Gainwell had four targets. He was the the most targeted Eagles running back. Um, and he also had five carries and a touchdown. They've got a really interesting Monday night matchup against Minnesota. That game, Minnesota defense brought it against Green Bay. But in Philly, that game kind of feels like it could be a shootout. Uh, so Gainwell's one, um, if you're in a pinch, I think you can use. But the running backs we need to talk about is, the first and foremost is Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson is a – if you need a running back, this is a guy you spend some fab on this week. Um, you always have to worry about Kyle Shanahan um, offenses and you know his willingness to move on to the next man at running back. But Wilson has a familiarity with the system. Uh, Shanahan um, seems to like him. I think that you know he should be the man in San Francisco. Uh, Trey Lance is going to get a lot of uh, rushing attempts. Whether or not that elevates Wilson or hurts him it remains to be seen. Usually a rushing quarterback can help the running back, um, but I think Wilson's in a good spot. Um, he should see some a, a handful of targets, but mostly he's going to rely on his legs. San Francisco has a kind of a must-win game against Seattle this weekend after the loss in Chicago. Um, so Wilson would be the guy that I would look to add. I wouldn't go nuts. I don't think this is an Elijah Mitchell situation like last year where – you know, people should go out and spend a massive amount of fab. But if he's available in your league, I would 
absolutely make a, a healthy waiver wire ad on a bid on him and kind of see where it goes. Um, the next two running backs uh, that I would want to add are Jalen Warren. Um, right now, it looks like Najee Harris, at least according to him, is going to try to play. Um, he exited the game with a re-aggravation of his list frank in his foot. So I don't know. If I had to bet on it, he doesn't play. But he came out and said, I'm going to go. I'm going to play. The Steelers are kind of downplaying this whole thing. Um, it seems kind of foolish to kind of rush him back out there, especially after the win against the Bengals. Um, so I don't know. I would not rush Najee out there. But I think basically my takeaway is Jalen Warren is the is the handcuff in Pittsburgh. I think it's not even close. He was kind of the talk of the preseason, did a great job in minicamp, did a great job in training camp. Um, they moved on from guys like Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane. Um, so they have some uh, confidence in, in the rookie, and I think we should for our benches as well. Um, so I would I would go out and get Warren. And I think that even if Najee plays this week, um, I think that you could be looking at multiple starts from Warren this year. The Steelers' offense is not great by any means, but um, you know we've seen Mike Tomlin running backs um, put up fantasy points every single season. We've seen it when it's the next man in. They've been able to do their thing. You know, think back to when James Conner stepped in um, during the Le'Veon Bell situation. I mean, we've seen it time and time again where a young guy gets an opportunity under Tomlin and exceeds. Um, the next guy we're going to talk about is not young. He's Rex Burkhead. He's 32 years old, um, and it's not a was not a pleasant game to watch for Damian Pierce drafters this past week because um, Burkhead was was really the guy there. Um, he out carried Pierce 14 to 11. Um, and he was also second on the Texans in targets with eight. Um, I think Burkhead's really been on kind of a run uh, on the uh, kind of on the low. He's been on the run on a run in Houston. Um, he's now seen double digit carries in eight of his last nine games as a Texan. And he's seen four or more targets in four of four of his previous six games. So he's got a role there. Um, basically, even if Pierce can flip it and it's like 14-11 Pierce, uh, Burkhead's getting all the high-quality touches um, and he's getting the targets. He's a very interesting play. I don't think it's Cordero Patterson from last year, but I think it could be. Um, Burkhead's a guy that nobody in your league is going to really bid for, especially if Wilson um, and Warren are available. I'd imagine Burkhead would be the number three guy. So you might be able to win him with a with a, a – medium uh, type bid, uh, just depending on your league. I just think he's kind of a boring name, but he's got a clear role there. Uh, Brandon Cooks is the man, but after that, it's like a lot of guys receiving a few ha a handful of targets here and there, um, and then Burkhead. So I think Burkhead's kind of a thing right now. Um, Damian Pierce managers should not panic. Again, Burkhead is 32. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to keep this up for the entire season. But if you need a short-term fill-in, I think Burkhead could absolutely be it. I think he's flexible this weekend. Um, Dontrell Hilliard, he should be rostered. I think that he's a guy that will be available in your leagues. Um, he caught two touchdown pa uh, passes this past weekend. He had 61 yards receiving. Um, he's interesting because he's a handcuff, but he's also uh, has a weekly floor potentially with his receiving ability. Uh, Derek Henry had 
you know, a pretty ordinary stat line game for him this week. He actually had to get looked at on the sideline after a big hit. Um, and we know he missed a lot of last season. He only played eight games. So I think it would be kind of a committee if Henry were to miss time where Hassan Haskins would get mixed in. But Dontrell Hilliard would get the, the high-quality uh, touches. He would get a, a few more uh, targets a game. Um, and I think that he could be a very usable player if Henry were to miss time. And again, he's available. So might want to go out and get him. Um, be careful about overbidding. Um, you know, some people go touchdown crazy in these leagues. Kenyon Drake would be another one to consider. Uh, this past week, he had 11 uh, carries uh, to Mike Davis's two. Um, he didn't do anything with them. But I think if you're really in a bind this week, I doubt J.K. Dobbins is back for this game. Um, Drake has only been there like 12 days. So I, I imagine he's still getting acclimated with playing next to Lamar. But we saw how successful Devonta Freeman was last season, and I think Drake could be that kind of a player. Um, question in the chat, Famous J, Burkhead or Hilliard? Absolutely Burkhead, if I had that. Um, another question from 1912 Fantasy. Sitting on Herbert um, and Gainwell, would you drop either for Warren? I probably – that's an interesting question. I probably wouldn't. Um, because I would just, you know, pocket the fab money. And I think it might be kind of a, it, it might be kind of a, a, a neutral move. I don't know if that necessarily makes you better. I'm a big fan of both those guys, Herbert and Gainwell. Um, but that could come down to personal preference. Um, I probably would just stay put with that one. Um, shout out to the Harry Snowman. Patterson is also 32. Yes, he is 32. Patterson is just a different kind of athlete though. And, uh, you know, he had all those years where he was, was not taking hits. So that kind of helped him as well. Um, moving on to the tight end position. Um, just talking about a couple guys that if they're available in your league, they should be considered. Uh, Tyler Higby had a pretty big role in the loss to Buffalo. Um, he's, you know, somewhat of a purgatory player. I don't think he really elevates your team, but he is a big part of the Rams offense. Uh, he's available in about 50% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Gerald Everett is available in 72% of Yahoo leagues. Um, in our article on Player Profiler, I mentioned that I would have him ahead of any of the tight ends that I wrote about, and certainly I'd have him ahead of the tight ends that I'm talking about. It looks like Keenan Allen's going to miss this week, uh, Thursday night game, so Everett should see a nice uh, opportunity there. Uh, he scored a touchdown this past week. I wouldn't be shocked if he does it again against the Chiefs in what should be a high-scoring game. Um and then the third guy who's not available in most of my leagues is Robert Tunyon. Uh, he had five targets last week. Um, Green Bay is kind of a, a mess in terms of trying to identify a guy who's going to receive a lot of targets. But Tunyon looks like he's got a every week role. He's had success with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Uh, so he's a guy to consider. Um, but a few tight ends I wanted to touch on. Um, Taysom Hill, I can't really recommend you spend a lot of fab. I get it. If you if you we think that this wildcat and you know using him at quarterback is going to be a thing, um, then you know and you think you can get him for cheap and see where this thing goes, then go get him. I just think that people are going to pay up for it, um, and that's not something I can advocate. But I think what Taysom Hill um, did this oh and snap wise only sixteen snaps, but one guy who was pretty much an every down player um, was Jawan Johnson. 
Johnson's super interesting to me. Um, he basically ran as many routes as Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas. He was on the field a lot. Um, he flashed last year to start the season as well. He had two touchdown catches uh, in the Saints opening uh, win against the Packers last year. So I wrote about him last year, but he didn't play any snaps last year. It was just sort of like a, a specialist type player that had a lucky game somewhat. This, this looks like a thing where New Orleans is looking at him as their tight end. Um, he's a very interesting guy. Every year we see tight ends break out that started on the waiver wire. Um, and I think Johnson could be that. Um, he's a former wide receiver. Uh, he's just very intriguing to me. If, if he's going to get this sort of uh, routes run every game, um, he's going to be viable. So he's a guy I want to get ahead of my league mates on. Um, Hayden Hurst, he had eight targets. He caught five passes. Whether that was because T. Higgins left the game remains to be seen. But he's another guy where people might overlook him because he's sort of a boring name. Um, but he almost scored a touchdown pass. It was a, like a shovel pass around the goal line, um, you know, towards the end of the game where where Cincinnati just couldn't get in the end zone. Um, he was tackled at the goal line. So I think if he would have scored that touchdown, people would have been a little bit more on Hayden Hurst. He's a guy I'd want to grab for cheap to see if he becomes a thing. Um, again, we like that Cincinnati offense, and he's a guy I would look at. And then for deep dynasty managers, Kylan Granson seems to be ahead of Mo Ali Cox right now um, in terms of usage. He he had six targets to Mo Ali Cox's one. Granson was a guy that we kind of liked on the Go District as a prospect. Um, so he if 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 you're in a deep dynasty league, he might be worth a grab. He had a nice career at NC State. Um, we've seen Matt Ryan kind of elevate tight ends, but he seems to be clearly ahead of Mo Ali Cox um, and Jelani Woods. So keep an eye on him. Again, it's it's kind of a rough week for adding a tight end um, in some of these deeper formats. So don't go too nuts. Um, but Juwan Johnson would be kind of like my gut shot guy. Um, and again, if Higby, Everett, or Tunyon were available, I would look to them. Uh, wide receiver is fun. Uh, Robbie Anderson was drafted in a lot of leagues as like the, you know, a, a 20th round type guy. Um, and it looks like he's back. He led the Panthers in targets. Uh, not a good thing to hear if you're a DJ Moore manager, but uh, he led them in targets. Uh, he had uh, not eight targets and he caught fat five passes, including a Robbie Anderson-like 75-yard uh, touchdown. Um, it's always fun to roster Robbie Anderson. He's like a what-the-heck flex type, um, big boom-bust potential. But it looks like he's back and he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, he was a, he would be a guy that I would prioritize this week and look to add. Um, I think that the fact that Curtis Samuel did what he did might keep Robbie Anderson's cost slightly lower. Um, but Terrace Marshall is dust. Terrace Marshall was inactive. Um, she Smith was out there uh, running slot snaps, and I don't think he's the guy that we're going to be talking about adding this year. So Carolina needs weapons uh, besides CMC and DJ Moore. I think Anderson has a, a real chance to have a season. Um, so it's always, you know, we use the word, uh, mercurial when we talk about a Robbie Anderson and he's that, but sometimes in these bye weeks you know, a guy like, like him can really help you. So he's a guy that I want to have on my bench, um, and kind of see where this thing goes. Uh, another interesting player is Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, he had 11 targets, 
um, third-year wide receiver out of Michigan. Um, Amari Cooper only had six targets, um, and Peoples-Jones tied Cooper in the amount of snaps he played. Um, no other wide receiver in Cleveland saw more than two targets. So DPJ looks like a locked-in, every-down wide receiver. Um, obviously, Jacoby Brissett is not going to make anybody too happy, but if he's seeing these sort of targets um, and target share and downfield looks, Donovan Peoples-Jones should absolutely be rostered. Um, his stat line was nothing crazy, so I think he's a guy that's going to be a little cheaper than a Robbie Anderson or a Curtis Samuel. Um, so if you want to save a little money, DPJ might be your guy this week. Um, Kyle Phillips. Wow, the Kyle Phillips is just balling out there. Um, he had 27% target share. Uh, he's playing the slot in Tennessee. It's crazy to me. Um, you know, he he outgained my guy Traylon Burks, and I, I think he's way ahead of him right now in terms of reliability. Uh, Burks had a, had a nice uh, start in terms of he had three catches. He looked explosive. He had a 20-yard gain on one of them. Um, but Phillips, uh, he he led the team in targets. He had nine targets. Um, he caught six balls for 66 yards, and he just gets open. Um, I think that he's good at football. I think he's available in your league, and I think he's going to be a thing. And the nice thing about Kyle Phillips is I think that that slot role is his. Um, I think Traylon Burks, as he gets more and more um, of a role, which I expect him to do, um, if you're in a small league and Burks is available, by all means, go get Burks. I think Burks is a baller. But I think when Burks uh, takes a, his next step, I think that's going to hurt Nick Westbrook-Akine and Robert Woods more so than, than Kyle Phillips. It's, a, it's kind of a youth movement um, in Tennessee, and Phillips should not be ignored at this point. He just proved it on the field. Um, Curtis Samuel would probably be my number one target this week. Um, it's awesome seeing Curtis Samuel back out there. Uh, he had a, a massive game usage-wise. He had 11 targets. Um, he had four rushing attempts. Uh, he ended up with eight catches and a touchdown. Uh, and the four rushing attempts is, is just awesome to see. Ron Rivera went out and pointed out that Samuel was a big part of their game plan. They wanted to establish Samuel early on to set the tone against Jacksonville, which was just awesome to see. And Samuel not only had these stats, but if you get a chance to go back and watch the game, uh, Samuel was making uh, Jacksonville defenders miss in the open field. I mean, he looked great. He said, I'm back after he scored a touchdown. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy who averaged 11 points per game uh, in 2019, and he averaged 13.8 uh, points a game in 2020. So he's had fantasy success. Um, he's he's played had fantasy success under Ron Rivera, um, and he's also a former running back at Ohio State, so he's got rushing ability as well. Um, I think Curtis Samuel should be a flex for you this week. If you can get him on the waiver wire, I think you can throw him right in your lineup um, because we've seen him have previous success. He was a big free agent signing um, when Rivera got to Washington, um, and you know he's struggled to stay healthy. But now that he's out there, the way they're using him, um, you know he's elevating that whole entire offense. A couple of wide receivers that oh, – one more wide receiver to mention, um, Zay Jones, um, who was also a big free agent signing for Jacksonville this past offseason. Uh, he had nine targets and six catches for 65 yards. Um, he was also targeted in the end zone, didn't catch it, but uh, Trevor Lawrence is looking his way. Uh, he, was, he had a three-year, $24 million contract thrown his way. Looks like he's running ahead of Marvin Jones. 
Uh, and then a few guys that I don't um, expect will be available um, in your in your league. But if they are, Jarvis Landry, DJ Shark, and Jacoby Myers, um, they all um, should be rostered everywhere. Um, so if you're in a shallower league and you can get one of those guys, go get them. Uh, the last name was Devin Duvernay. Um, Duvernay only ran 18 routes, um, but he he had two touchdown catches. So I wouldn't go overspending for him, but he's worth, you know, a dollar or two bid. See if people kind of overlook him in your home league. Uh, he is very explosive player. I don't know if he could be a weekly thing, though, uh, but he should be rostered. Harry Snowman asks, um, what percent fab would you throw at Curtis Samuel? Um, I, I hate giving a number here. Um, I would imagine that he goes for north of 20% in every league, um, just based on how he started. Um, and I think a lot of people like to spend their money early, um, because then you could have a guy for, you know, double digit weeks, um, as opposed to saving money, like some managers do for the end. Uh, so I, I'm not quite sure what your league is. Uh, if you think that your league mates are going to be aggressive, you might want to go, you know, 24%. Um, but again, he's a guy that I would like to come away with. Shout out to Marcus Lynch. Yeah, Marcus Lynch, it was nice to meet you in Vegas, Theo. Um, it was great meeting you as well, Marcus. Uh, really, really great to get to catch up with some of these people. I'll listen to the GOAT District, um, and I'm glad we can be a help to you. I uh, appreciate the shout out for the Waiver Wire Show. Um, so that that wraps it up. I appreciate the uh, comments in the chat. Um, we're going to be back on Thursday evening. Uh, we've got a awesome guest. If anybody's listening to Jax Falcone of the Undroppables, he's been on the Go District multiple times. Uh, he is one of the sharpest guys around. Uh, he's going to be on a tailgate show. We're going to go on about an hour before the Chargers play the Chiefs. I, I'm excited for that Thursday night game. I'm looking for a big bounce back game from Mike Williams. Looks like Keenan Allen's going to be out. Um, and I'm hoping that we get a high scoring game. So it's going to be awesome, um, you know, to, to catch up um, with, with Jax Falcone and the rest of the Goat District crew. I uh, hope you enjoyed this and uh, have a great night, everybody.